Welcome to the 229th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz master talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as always... I'm joined here by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. It sounds like you didn't pluralize quiz master when you said two quiz. You said two quiz master. I might have, which reminds me of like when uh, people don't pluralize ninja because mm-hmm. ninja is the plural, you know, and they get really wise to it. Right? Yeah, it could be uh, that. It's yeah. It could be that. It could be two quiz master to quit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Little MC Hammer reference for you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, two quiz master, two quiz master doing? to quit. Uh, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Got Super. some uh, got some cool uh, news about the podcast. Actually, oof. Yeah, we got our Spotify wrapped. So this is uh, not a wrap up of all of our listenership, but just on Spotify, mm. the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast is in the top five percent most followed podcasts on the platform. Jeez. As well as the top 10% most shared podcasts. Ooh. So we want to thank everybody who uh, listens on that platform and is giving us a follow, sharing our episodes. Uh, one out of five shares coming through text message. I was surprised to see that. People just directly texting their friends, I guess. Like, <laughs> check out the new episode. Hell yeah. So that rules. That's, I love it. I'll tell you I love it. <laughs> you love to see it, <laughs> yeah. is what I've heard. Yeah, and uh, we'll have some more updated stats on our next episode about how things are going podcast-wide, but couldn't be happier to get that news about our podcast on Spotify. Absolutely wild. It so. always blows my mind every time that rap comes around. I'll be watching, and you know, I'll see us in, you know, in the same breath as so many podcasts that I love or that I know that are you know very popular and mm-hmm. always blown away, always humbled, and... Uh, and very, very thankful that people are into it and listen to it and share it with their friends and all that good stuff. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we had a, a few folks posting that we were either their number one or their top five podcast in their top in their, their top five podcast on Spotify. Uh, so thanks everybody who did that, who posted and tagged us in that. And for uh, about 160 of those listeners, we were their number one podcast that they mm. listened to on Spotify. So. Big Damn. ups to you. If that was you, awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us from week to week. Uh, we put out a lot of content, and we're glad that you're enjoying it all. And if it wasn't you, then what the fuck is your deal? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Get on it. Well, Jesus. they might. Yeah. I guess uh, I was going to say they might not be on no. Spotify, but those are the people on Spotify. No excuses. So, yeah. Get it Download together. Spotify now. Yeah. I don't really use Spotify for anything, so I always feel bad. I mean, especially podcast-wise, but it would make sense to have it all on in one roof. Yeah, and so. no guilt if you're using a different platform, if you're listening on the website, or if you're using, uh, you know, Player FM or Overcast yeah. or anything like that. Please continue. You know, podcast it, addict. Yeah, etc. You know, we're gonna get we're gonna get that wrapped anyway from Spotify. We might as well see what it's all about. But wrap yeah, it up. That's cool to see that we're you know in the upper echelons there. Yeah, we love it. Anyways, enough uh, tuning our own horn. Mm. How about we uh, go over our weekly wrap up? How about we go over our weekly wrap-up? What do you think about that? This past Wednesday, November 30th, we were at Point Ebel Brewing Company for quiz number 470, which started with team Pee Pee Poo Poo, <laughs> establishing a single-point lead in round one. 
preceding a leaderboard shakeup in round two, which saw Team Yikes claim the first place position, also with a single point lead. By the end of our quiz in round three, you smell different when you're awake, which is a very creepy team name. Also mm-hmm. sounds like a band name that uh, might appear on When We Were Young Fest. Uh, <laughs> when they would prove victorious. They were our winners. You smell different when you're awake. Ending the quiz with 120 points. Drawing a blank in second with 113 points and pee pee poo poo and elongated musk tying for third place with 100 points each. Damn. So triple digit scores in the top three there. They're having a grand old time on our quiz. On Thursday night, we were at Ollie's Pub last week. That was December 1st for quiz number 471. We saw just the tips maintaining a lead through all three rounds of our quiz that night, ending with 103 points. The team Pathetic Worms in second with 42 points, and Team Blank in third with 24 points. Congratulations to You Smell Different When You're Awake, and just the tips on their victories. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? They did well. We had one team just like yours, uh, your uh, last trivia, that went, went all three rounds with a sweep. Have you set it to Wombo? Winning the first round with 26 points, the second round with 44 points, and the last round with 56 points, beating everyone locally. However, Whiskey Tango winning on Zoom with 81 Ooh. points. Yeah, on fire. Uh, congratulations to them, and also happy anniversary to them. Yeah, and also fuck the bills um, to <laughs> them. Uh, hey, got both <laughs> sides of the sword here. Well, you know. <laughs> She knows that it's all in good fun. They, they've been dominant this year. And, uh, yeah. you know, is it, it messing is, up your fantasy league? Oh, it's not fan. Yeah. My fantasy is that the Patriots are good. So it is messing <laughs> up that fantasy. No, I'm talking about the no nonsense trivia podcast, fantasy football league. But. I don't even know if I'm going to make the, I mean, I've kind of to an extent given up, um, because my team was just, uh, falling apart. I think I went like three and seven or th- uh, four and nine. I am. I'm in Ooh. eighth place, I believe, out of eight teams. Is that correct? Mm. Um, so, Team Captain Matt yeah. still at the top of that? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Let me see if I can uh, find out how in the hell to search. I, well, while, while, you, while you look that up, I'll, uh, I'll just let folks know how they can uh, attend our trivia if they missed it this week. Uh, you have a few opportunities to do so. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for No Nonsense Trivia Challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. Uh, for a link to the Zoom meeting, check the show notes for that. We got that in there. 
Ooh, yeah. And thank you for the bit.ly link. Yeah. As we announced uh, last on last week's episode, you can just go to uh, bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia, and that is the link to uh, Mark's Zoom Trivia. So check that out. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit, TikTok as well, and join our Discord server. Not just to stay updated on all of our podcast streams and events, but also to have a friendly conversation with many listeners. It is a happening place over on our Discord. Join us. Won't you? <coughs> Immediately streamed. Immediately. Hey, Zoom wants to know if we're playing music. Yes, we are, Zoom. Yes, we are. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? How's that fantasy football league looking? Uh, it is Mr. Bitterwood in first place. Team Captain yes. Matt. Team He's Captain been Matt. Holding it the entire season so far. What's uh what's the schedule like? You got how many more games? We got one more game next week until the playoffs. Mm. Team Captain Matt in first place. Quizmaster Mark Davis in dead last. Oh, that's out of eight. Uh, yeah. Eight okay. out of eight. Eight hey, out of man. eight ain't bad. You can still yeah, turn it, it around, right? I don't know if that's possible. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if All I right. can do that. <laughs> I did win this week. Speaking of it good. being too late for things, if you uh, want to buy some No Nonsense Trivia Podcast merch Ooh. and have it delivered by uh, the Christmas holiday, tell them now. Too bad. You can't. It's too late to do that. But. <sighs> You can, we're, we just forgot to mention that on earlier episodes, but if you do want to uh, wear a Pibs shirt or our No Nonsense Trivia podcast beach tee featuring our shiny happy faces, you can do that. Uh, there's a link in the show notes to our shop or just go to our website and click the shop button there and uh, you will get it shortly after Christmas mm-hmm. and people won't mind if you give them a little late Christmas present. I mean, Fuck it's kind of cool. Yeah. It stands out. It's like, oh, extra gift now. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's how I would feel about it. So, yeah, check that out. And yeah. uh, thanks to those who of, of you who ordered uh, Kevin Hunt, Fade to One, picking up a, uh, not a pip shirt, a uh, red beach t-shirt. Yeah, we had some uh, we had some Discord conversation about how we never uh, push our merchandise. So here it is. Get a towel, get a shirt, <laughs> buy some yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got mugs. There's uh, fanny packs. People will start going, what the hell is that? And then you tell them, well, this is the best podcast. You wouldn't believe it. The top 10 podcasts. Top 10 most shared on most Spotify. Shared, you know, people are texting about this fucking thing like crazy. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't one believe it. One out of five it. texts or one shares five are, te- are in text. A little bit on WhatsApp, too. Mm, I don't know about go. WhatsApp. Do you use WhatsApp? <laughs> I don't really. It seems like something that's used a lot for nefarious reasons nefarious yeah i was just gonna say nefarious <laughs> nefarious purposes i feel like that's like the new kick that seems like uh you know it's like every time there's some uh i'm gonna go on buxom, there and see what's happening some buxom woman who's added me on instagram and said hey hit me up on whatsapp and i'm like no <laughs> no i'm good <laughs> thank you whatsappers let us know if you're a whatsapper get on our discord because you're used to chatting and uh let us know what's going on on whatsapp all right Indeed. let's take a little break Okay. And we'll come back and uh, get right into our first round of trivia. Okay. Okay. 
little samples to work with there. There you go. All right, we're back. Mark, a sports question. A sport. A sports question. Hmm, for one sport. What racket slash paddle sport was invented in the 1960s in the Pacific Northwest is played on a doubles badminton court and was named the fastest growing sport in the United States by the Sports and Fitness Industry Association in 2021 and 2022. <clears throat> I don't really know much about this. I do know that there is a huge influx suddenly of pickleball. I believe LeBron James owns a pickleball team. I've heard a lot about it, and I know I, I heard at some point what it is, but I'm still not 100% sure. So I'm going to not talk myself out of it, and I am going to guess that the answer is pickleball. That was a very smart move, Mark, because that's correct. Oh, it is pickleball. Thank God. Yeah, thank it's a, you know, it's a net sport and uh, not internet, not an e-sport, not a, what you would used to call a net sport. But, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, like tennis, as, as we said, it's um, played on a badminton court. And it has uh, some adjusted rules. It's not played with a tennis ball. Presumably, it's played with a pickle instead of a ball. Mm. Not exactly sure, but it is the one of the fastest. No, it is the fastest growing sport, according to the Sports and Fitness Industry Association recently. So uh, I'm sure we're going to be learning a little bit more about that. It's got nowhere to go, go but forward. up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I know that I think there is a bunch of NBA players and stuff that own teams. Um, Just kind of. I do like pickles. And I do like balls. <laughs> Here's your first question. I don't, I think we were talking about this last podcast. Haas and Pfeffer. Mm. Haas and Pfeffer is a stew made from what animal? Hmm. Was it? I think, I think it was this podcast. Maybe I'm wrong. But I remember we were with Kylie point, on the last episode. Maybe two episodes ago. Mm. Who knows? Okay. But I think uh, I think Hassan Pfeffer got Pfeffer. mentioned. I must have uh, overlooked that. Didn't stick out to me. But I'm. It's not to say that it wasn't said. Sometimes you know you get uh, going with Seth or Kylie Ann and references are flying. I'm sure, I'm sure our listeners catch them. You know, one liner. Sometimes I catch them in the in the edit. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. That's Have not what it was called. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. Well, that's that's what they say in the beginning. They say Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Their na their name is after a stew. I guess so. Shlemiel, oh, okay. Shlemazel, mm -hmm. Hassan Pfeffer Incorporated. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> we are gonna do it. Didn't that show take place in Chicago. Um, I don't think so. Um, it's, it's, is it Milwaukee? Oh yeah, it is. You know why? Because, uh, Wayne's world, they parody it in Wayne's world and they're in Milwaukee or they're in Peoria. Right. And they go to mm -hmm. Milwaukee to see Aerosmith. Mm, yep. <laughs> I hope that's true. I hope all that's true. <laughs> and that's too. why it'd be amazing. Just most importantly that that's why that reference is, is in there is because it's, it's because Laverne and Shirley is set in Milwaukee. I hope that that specifically is true, but okay. 
This See, is this mm-hmm. is insane. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off here. No, it's fine. So I just looked up the beginning of of the Laverne and Shirley, and it's a uh, you know the words. Mm-hmm. A shlemiel is somebody who often spills his soup, and a shlemazel <laughs> these are Yiddish is the words, person presumably. that it lands on. <laughs> what can this be true? Shamil. Shlemiel. So, Shlemiel, and then uh, that's the soup spiller. So, uh, Shlemiel is a, a habitual bungler, it says. Oh, we all know one of them. Of and course, a, I know. He's mean. And a Shlemazel is an, a con- consistently unlucky person. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That is very interesting. Hassan Pfeffer Holy Incorporated. Shit. And so, mm-hmm. are they spilling the Hassan Pfeffer? <laughs> one would presume so, yeah it is a stew is this a stew of deep. soup this might be a deeper lyrical analysis than anything on lyrics to go actually i'm proud of that yeah That's i'm gonna good. have to bring Thank this you. up to seth <laughs> it gets that steak on it amazing wow hassan pfeffer no that's is a stew. i would actually say that's not even deeper that's par for the course of what you guys do over there it's usually well, I appreciate that, it. That we try and good yeah um hassan pfeffer so, see, I was uh, low key trying to get you to suss along with me, and like, all right, maybe mm-hmm. it's uh, maybe it's some kind of meat that they use in Chicago. Chicago's known for its <laughs> like uh, its meats, but uh, Milwaukee, I'm not sure. I think that's more of like a beer place, right? Anyway, I have no idea. Gut reaction: Haas. Haas is like a, uh, a nickname for somebody, right? Yes, Boss Hog got nothing to do with Haas. A Haas is just a big guy, Haas, right? Haas bog. <laughs> and it was Haas is just a, like a big fella, right? I would say. And Pfeffer. What's going Pepper? on, Haas? Pepper and Haas? Hair? Maybe it's rabbit. I want to say it's... I, I'm thinking maybe like rabbit. That seems like a uh, a type of meat that uh, could be relatively common, you know, in certain periods of uh, American history or parts of the world. This sounds like, uh, did you give me where it's from in the question? No. Sounds Germanic, Bavarian. Um, <clears throat> rabbit. Rabbit is my answer. Rabbit is correct. Yes. Great job. Thank you. Killer sauce. Haas hair. I don't know. Like something was like just just pulling me, pulling me towards a rabbit as an answer. God bless so, you. Yeah. I don't know how you did it, but you lucky, did it. Lucky guess. All right. Uh, tarot question for you. Tarot. What, what do you know about the tarot? You ready for this? I'm ready. He's got a deck right here. Animal allies. I bought it or I didn't buy it. I got it for a friend of mine, but I have not sent it to them yet. Oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have said, but I don't that. know shit. So, well, don't look at that. <laughs> don't yes. look at that box while you're sussing here yes sir because this is a question about the suits in a tarot card deck okay tarot cards are often classified into which four suits now maybe you've just <clears throat> picked this up culturally you know like maybe you've seen memes or something related to this or yeah you know heard people talking about it i know you're not uh too big into astrology you do have a Killer mnemonic device to remember the uh, zodiac chart. 
I do. Mm-hmm. A tall giraffe can leap very long, but sadly can't acquire patience. Oh, poor thing. No, so sadly. <laughs> so sadly. Yeah, so sadly can't acquire patience. Because there oh, is yeah, no B. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's no B. <laughs> My notes were there. <clears throat> it's okay. That's how much I liked it, man. I wrote it down, and it just lives in our podcast document. It, at least I, re- I was wise enough to realize that that was wrong. So I know you it well know, enough to correct it. You know what I think? I think we're going to make that into uh, our next shirt. We're going to have the Zodiac chart <laughs> and with, that, with that written around the side. <clears throat> so if you want a uh, Mark Davis gag shirt, <laughs> please got one going up. Let the people know. Um, <clears throat> so Keep your eye on the shop cups. I know is one thing that's mentioned a lot. So I'll say cups and I'm going to say swords. That's two of them. The, um, spades and diamonds. I don't know. No, that's the, uh, the decks in a set of bicycle cards. Mm, yes. Uh, the suits in a set of a deck of bicycle cards. Uh, yes, you're right about cups and swords though. Uh, okay. the other two, we've got wands is one of <sighs> suits and, uh, pentacles. Which I okay. think is a hentai thing. I don't know. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> Pentacles. Ooh, I, I love a sexy pentacle. Yeah. Okay. I have heard those. Just did not. Uh, didn't bring it there. Um. Here's my next question for you. Metacrosis is the ability of some animals to do what? Metacrosis. M e t a c h r o s i s is the ability of some animals to do what? Can I hear that spelling one more time? M-E-T-A-C-H-R-O-S-I-S. Metacrosis. Wow. For s- the ability for some animals to do what? Mm-hmm. Wow. Metacrosis. Meta. So, uh, in, you know, our kind of everyday talk, we use meta to mean kind of having this additional layer of context. Which, uh, as far as I know, humans, the only creature that can uh, kind of think like that, have theater of the mind, so to speak, uh, understand jokes and humor and drama and stuff like that um so meta outside and then croesus what is croesus it's like a state crow c-h-r-o i'm thinking time i wonder if this is like the tardigrade who which can uh kind of cocoon itself in its uh, exoskeleton and hibernate to the point where it can survive in space. Um, So it could be hibernating a very long time. The ability to hibernate metacrosis or to... uh, Come back to life? That would be like regenesis or something. 
Uh, Metacrosis. Meta. This is just like ripping my mind apart trying to think about what this could be. Crosis time. Assuming that that's what that is. Uh, I'll, I, I want to say hibernation or hibernate, but that that's such a, why wouldn't you just say like hibernation? Maybe it's, maybe it's cocooning. Maybe it's to form a cocoon. And, uh, I don't know if the, the metamorphosis, uh, part has anything to do with metacrosis, metamorphosis, metacrosis. It's, it's cocooning the ability to cocoon itself. That's my answer. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Damn it. Such a lengthy sus. The correct answer is the ability for an animal to change color. Oh, crow chroma. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sorry. Buddy. Okay. No, no, no. That's fine. I I just <laughs> you know got a little ahead of myself. It's mm-hmm. fine. Not your fault. That's a good question. Thank you. I was very very proud yelling of you. at you. I wasn't yelling at you. I understand. Okay. All right. I uh, got a medical question for you for my third question of the round. Okay. Often removed during medical emergencies, what worm-shaped organ do humans share with chimpanzees and is believed to have once aided digestion of coarse plant matter in early humans? Often removed during medical emergencies, what worm-shaped organ do humans share with chimpanzees and is believed to have once aided digestion of coarse plant matter in early humans? Um, I feel like it's gallbladder. I feel like that's one of those things where people are like, what does it do? Um, and I know that's something that a lot of people get removed gallstones seth famously had um you're not breaking any hipaa laws by stating that are you no no he said it out loud okay this is on public record if not on here then on definitely on lyrics to go the worst pain he's ever been in yeah i remember that i think that was on here or it was on there i don't know that was actually my number one podcast of uh, on spotify lyrics really yeah bless you thank you had a couple of people for show attention. up with that with that information. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say gallbladder. No, Mark, what? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. The appendix. Oh, fuck my life. Yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, the story of people uh, having their appendix suddenly rupture and yeah, yep, need to get it removed. Should have uh, should have went a little bit longer there. It is. There is uh, some mystery surrounding the appendix and why why it's there. The uh, coarse plant matter thing is a best guess type thing. I think it's the jury's still out, but uh, that's the the prevalent or popular theory. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Here's your last question of the first round. This year, the NFL made history by hosting its first football game in what European country on November 13th, 2022. So it made history because it was the European debut of the NFL. No, in this country, the debut of playing oh, okay. in this country. First time in that country. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, I was thinking it was England, but I have to imagine they've played NFL games in England uh, many times. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a different country. Um, I have no idea. I've, I have very little knowledge of the international history of the NFL. So this is going to, this is going to teach me something. Um, I will say first time ever playing a game in Portugal. Sorry, that's incorrect. Okay. The correct answer is the city of Munich, the country of Germany. Oh, okay. The Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ah, played on November 13th, their first time in Germany. They've played in England many times. Yeah. Um, They've, I think, ramped it up like two or maybe three times a year now Mm. at this point, playing a game here or there. Yeah, I was was starting to to come to that. Um, Like, I've definitely seen some, you know, coverage of like British games Mm. or, you know, games in England in the past, but yep. I thought maybe Portugal, I figured maybe most of the uh, larger European countries have, uh, have hosted, but no, I guess Germany first time in November of 2022. First time caller, long time listener. (laughs) Well, good for them. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's take a break and then, uh, we're going to come back with uh, some miscorrection, more of a no-note. We'll come back with a no-note, and then we're getting into our second round of trivia. back and it's time for a no note no 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 notes i started with a bop bops yeah that's all right switch over to the nose so i like it it's uh it's that's jazz baby people need to know that in between uh people say what do you guys do in between the what do you do sometimes we get up and go poop or pee or we just we'll talk sometimes for two minutes sometimes we'll talk for like half an hour mm-hmm. uh, but we always go back in remembering which theme it is and how it goes because one of us will fuck it up <laughs> so there's a little behind, behind the, the curtain, curtain. <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, if you want to hear some more looks behind the curtain, we can't emphasize enough. We got some extra bonus content on mm. our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. You can sign up. There's a link in our show notes to get 15% off. Not for the year. Get, yeah. For a year. Um, Come uh, on. And not only do you get behind the scenes stuff occasionally, you get extra bonus quizzes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're themed. Sometimes they're just extra questions that we happen to have. So uh, please, if you enjoy the show, 
Uh, we'd appreciate your support and uh, the easiest way to do that and get some cool extra content is through Patreon. So just go to our uh, website, the no, no.com click the support link at the top and that'll take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Well, no, no, we're not there yet. We're not, we're not reading everybody yet. We'll get there. Uh, What happened? We'll get there. (laughs) Uh, We got a no note here from Tim Gomez on discord said, I agree with Mark on his idea. Excuse me. You okay? Yeah. I'm just drinking pomegranate juice for the first time in a long time. (laughs) You know, that'll do it. Anyways, Tim Gomez says, I agree with Mark on his idea to flip the J Fred mugs uh, where today is the answer instead. But to Lee's point, it is a question worth a lot of points. And that form of the question definitely is the most difficult. Yeah, I would say uh, this this kind of conversation came out on the Discord as well, or came up on the Discord as well, uh, about are you writing for people that want to just get out and go do something so they go to bar trivia? Or are you writing towards uh, trivia nerds and uh, trivia aficionados? Uh, and I, w- I would say that those are our two approaches, Mark. You are more suited towards writing towards uh, trivia fans. Mm-hmm. And my approach is I'm trying to create kind of a, a balanced game that, you know, the biggest nowhere will end up on top. But if you are just hanging out, you know, you can kind of just like listen to the trivia and, uh, you know, it's no big deal. If you if you lose you, you you're you're going for a, is that a fair characterization? I would say so. OK, yeah. And so uh, th- to that point, if you are going for something where, you know, you're really testing the limits of the trivia aficionado, J. Fred Muggs is the answer that you should be looking for, I think. But if you are going for kind of a general, you know, general knowledge, people just walking in occasionally checking out your trivia. That's like a lot of like what your uh, clientele is. It's just people that are like, Oh yeah, we're vacationing here. And just like, you know, that's a lot of my venues are like that. People that are there for the week, you know, they're looking for something to do. Maybe the today show is the better answer for that. If you remember that question about a, the chimpanzee J Fred Muggs, who was uh, a mascot of the today show in the fifties. And uh, Tim also, uh, wrote here, I had a partially written a J Fred mugs question where today was the answer for my no, no episode, episode two seventeen. Isn't that interesting? Mark, it is very interesting in my research on the topic. It was rumored that Alan Garraway's jealousy extended to spiking Muggs's orange juice with Benzedrine to make him misbehave. <laughs> very wild. Wow. Big, if true. Yeah, that is it is very very bonkers and and to the end that we were talking about how I usually <clears throat> am kind of going more toward the the nerdy uh, trivia goer. Um, I, it's weird because like a question like that will come up and I'll be like, too hard, too hard. The name J. Fred Muggs, too mm-hmm. hard. And then I'll come up with some question. People are like, the fuck is wrong with you? We're gonna see this. Are you? <laughs> So, I mean, it all, it all depends on, um, I feel like the J Fred mugs question where today is the answer is still very, very hard. And we used to talk much more about the, uh, nuts and bolts of trivia, but you know, if you said what morning show or what show, I feel like you can still give like little hints that will make it 
you know, easier or harder, but J Fred mugs, holy shit, man. Like that just seems to me to be like a very, I mean, it, that would be like an eight pointer for me. Um, and That's I think a final it's fine. question that mm. is a, that uh, for me, that would be the big wager question at the end. For yeah. Sure. Um, I will say that 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 type of answer would be suited towards there is a a, a trivia account that I follow on Twitter, O'Brien's Pub Quiz, and they frequently have uh, not only do they post trivia throughout the day on their Twitter account, but they uh, frequently have Jeopardy, uh, former Jeopardy contestants as quiz masters and sometimes as players as well. So uh, for a venue like that, you know, that has like real big like trivia heads, I think that that's a fine question. You know, and uh, and for, you know, somebody like us where I know that, like, I'm going to have about 20 percent of the room are going to be over the age of 60. Right. You know, they might know J. Fred Muggs. And clearly, Tim, Tim was like almost ready to ask a question here on the no-no about J. Fred Muggs. Right. The Today Show is the answer, though. So, yeah, Uh, anything that you hear on this podcast, at least I'm speaking for myself here. Um, you know, if you hear our questions on the podcast, feel free to take them, use them at your trivia nights, flip them around if you want, you know, uh, but we are going to give you our opinion on it. And, uh, I agree. I think asking today show as the answer is still very difficult and makes it a little bit easier to guess. But if you do want to raise the difficulty, Jayford Muggs, a tough one. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me sweat. Anything you want to add to this uh, before we move on, Mark? No, I think uh, I think he put it pretty succinctly, and and with you, I think uh, you know it's uh, just a matter of how hard you want it to be, and if you want to make it any easier, depending on how you flip it or different uh, different hints that you give, uh, etc. And if you'd like to write us with a no note, a miscorrection, or rate my question. You can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at 1929 356 6966 or find us on social media. And by the way, if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to rate and review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, and wherever else you might find our show available to rate and review. Welcome to Good Pods. Hope of the Good Pods. Can I take your order? I do, I do, I do. <laughs> All right, you ready? Keenan and Cal, good burger. Indeed. Yeah. Here is my first question for you in the second round. For how many 007 films did Timothy Dalton play James Bond? Hmm. Remember him? Yeah. I do. He was uh, famously played James Bond. He's also the <laughs> yes. villain in... Uh, um, Hot Fuzz. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, I guess, if you haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. It's not known at the 20 beginning. years old. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's pretty sus, to be honest. If you don't see that coming, like, stop watching movies. Anyway. Damn. Uh, how many movies did he play? I don't think it was very many. Jimmy Bond. What if it was zero? No, I'm just kidding. It's not zero. <laughs> It's at least one. Is it more than one? Is it more than you bargained for you? Sean Connery uh, left, started and left the, the franchise. Um, 
Roger Moore. He was in for a few. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Timothy Dalton was before Pierce Brosnan. Maybe he's the one. Maybe he only did one. I'm going to say one. Sorry, that's incorrect. The correct answer is two. Mm, okay. Two. Well, that makes me curious, of course, if there was uh, any James Bond actor who was only in one. From the uh, from the Albert Broccoli uh, franchises, of course. Yes, yeah. He was in The Living Daylights and License to Kill. George Lazenby. What? George Lazenby. Yeah. He, he might have been the uh the one to only Yes, he was the only one. Or he was he was the actor who played James Bond only, in only, and one, only one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just gave uh, those those movies for Timothy Dalton and you just said George Lazenby. And I was like, nope, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was looking this up on her majesty's secret service. George Lazenby mm-hmm. uh, only one. So that's a, that's a good one. That's a good distinction right there mm-hmm. because you can see how it tripped me up. I, I knew do. he wasn't on there for very long on the series, but yeah, it didn't, didn't last a super long time. Let's stay in the eighties. Those were both in the eighties, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the golden girls. Ooh. It's actually a top 50 category request at our trivia. Okay. Yeah. Very popular request. <clears throat> uh, coming in at number 34, a Golden Girls question. Uh, speaking of 80s TV, real yeah. quick, I have to sound off about Kirstie Alley, who passed away yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had the biggest crush on her when I was a kid. Um, she brought very powerful female energy. And I sometimes wonder if I uh, don't uh, don't have if if what I find attractive in women isn't in some way molded by how I felt about her because she was just a str- such a strong female figure. And it's so funny when I see like people post memes about men being scared of women who are like strong, and I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> Give me Kirstie yeah. Alley all day long. Big rip. I have a uh, totally different origin for Kirstie Alley. I first encountered Kirstie Alley as a uh, regular feature in my life through the Look Who's Talking Now VHS that I watched endlessly about the talking dogs. Yeah. I think that's a Christmas movie. The could very anyway, well be. It's around Christmas time here. That's why I bring that up. Anyways, my Golden Girls question for you. Which actress on the Golden Girls was born a year earlier than the actress who played her character's daughter on the series? One more time. Which actress on the Golden Girls was born a year earlier than the actress who played her character's daughter on the series? So that would be the actress who played Sophia Petrillo. And that is Estelle Getty. I just want to make sure. Um, that I have the question answered right. What actress played, or she was young, one year younger than her daughter. Than the actress who played her daughter on the series. I know it blew a lot of people's minds that, uh, Sophia was the youngest, uh, well, Estelle Getty 
was the youngest actress on the set of Golden Girls, even though she played the very small and very prune-esque Sophia Petrillo. Picture it. Sicily, 1939. I'm going uh, to say Estelle Getty. That's correct. Very good. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm a little bit of a closet golden head. Um, I, I was a very, very big fan of the show. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to answer much in the way of, uh, in episode, you know, 152, but, uh, yeah, I know a fair amount. Well, I will correct you on one thing. Rue McClanahan was the youngest. Oh, she was. Okay. But, uh, Estelle Getty, the second youngest, then, uh, looks like, uh, Betty White and then B. Arthur, actually the oldest. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Betty White was the oldest. Oh, Betty White was the oldest. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. By uh, just a few months. All right. So yeah, B. Arthur, um, you know, she was kind of, uh, she thought she was auditioning for one of the three daughters at first. And then her manager was like, no, we've got you, uh, you know, lined up to audition for the older lady and she was like well whatever and uh realized shortly thereafter that more people saw her performing on the golden girls than had in the previous 40 years of her career as a uh actress in new york on the stage mm. and she killed that role yeah yep fantastic they all killed a it. bunch of other roles yeah good they job all killed it all right here's my next question for you Used to make a red liqueur when soaked in gin, what is the fruit of the blackthorn or prunus spinosa? Used to make a red liqueur when soaked in gin, what is the fruit of the blackthorn or prunus spinosa? Well, prunus calls to mind prunes, and blackthorn sounds very dark. And are you're asking for the fruit? The house blackthorn. Yes, the fruit. It does sound like something from Westeros. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with plum. Sorry, that's incorrect. How? <clears throat> the correct answer is slow. S-L-O-E. Oh, slow gin. You mentioned yes. that a few episodes ago when I was uh, uh-huh. asking you about Plymouth gin. There you the go. The slow fruit. Yes. Ah, I should have Got paid him. more attention to the gin part. Got him. Mm, you <laughs> did. Ice skating is my next category for you. Uh-oh. We're here in the winter here in Southwest Florida, so naturally we're all getting excited to go ice skating <laughs> down at uh, the one skating rink that we have here in town, which... Uh, no, I've never been. Have you? I can't skate. I'm too I would fat, die. I think. I have weak, I would leg- die. I have weak ankles. <laughs> you know I can't skate. I got I got weak ankles. So, in researching this question, I uh watched a video of somebody, you know, performing this next move I'm going to ask you about, and they were confident that they knew how to do the move, and they looked anxious as hell on the skates. They were moving <laughs> all around the entire time, and I was like, that looks like too much effort to just stand there and just do nothing, let alone to do a bunch of stuff. But they did it, and uh, I'm going to ask you a question about that move right now. Named for the Austrian skater who invented and first performed it in 1913, what is the highest point valued jump in figure skating named for the Austrian skater who invented and first performed it in 1913. What is the highest point value jump in figure skating? 
Huh. <clears throat> well, shit. Um, first thing I thought of was the axle. Um, and it sounds like a name from there, but I know they have like a double axle, triple axle. Pulled off the triple Lindy. I'm going to say axle. No, I'm sorry. It's named after skater Alois Lutz, the Lutz. Oh, somewhere in the back of my mind that exists. Mm -hmm. The double Lutz, the triple Lutz. Uh, and the quadruple Lutz, which is worth 11.5 points. Um, I'm not sure if anybody's ever landed that. Maybe one or two people. I'm not sure. Not it. But <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it looks it looks hard. You have to, you take off on one foot and you land on the other. And you do a little uh, spin around. <laughs> Get down, turn and around, you do that, go to town. You do, somebody can do a double or triple version of that, let alone a quadruple version. Yeah. That's insane. Props to you if you know how to do that. God bless you. Here's your next question. In 2005, Yulia Timoshenko became the first female prime minister of which country? The second largest in Europe. I want to say Belarus, but that's uh, Lukashenko. And uh, he's a dude. And he's been like in, in power for like 30 years. Man, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's questionable. It's, it's sus. Some, some sus elections in there. Anyway. Sounds like it could be somewhere close to there. But what's a large country in Europe? You said it was the first female prime minister? Yes. In 2005? For this country, yes. Hmm. Um, does, Green, does Greenland have a government? It's pretty big. I don't know that it has a government, though. I wonder. I think it's, it's like got like an uh, Antarctica <sighs> thing going on where it's, it's just like a landmass. Do people live in Greenland? Is that inhabited? Yeah. Thank you for that. You're all <laughs> I can't imagine that's the answer if you're so freely willing to give me that, but um Well I just figured it's kind of known. Yeah. People live in Greenland. I've always heard Iceland is green and Greenland is ice. So uh I've never been to Greenland. Uh shout out to Greenland if anybody's listening there, and I'm voting for you in this for the answer for this question. Greenland. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Mm. The correct answer is the Ukraine. Oh, okay. That is, uh, yeah, close to Belarus. <laughs> it's just stuck over there instead. The Ukraine. All right. Shakespeare, my final question for you for this round. Mm. Which of Shakespeare's tragedies has an ending that was wholly rewritten in 1681 due to audiences' perception that the original was too depressing? before returning to popularity in the 19th century and whose title character has been played on screen by Anthony Hopkins, Ian McKellen, Brian blessed and Burgess Meredith. Which of Shakespeare's tragedies 
has an ending that was wholly rewritten in 1681 due to audiences perception that the original was too depressing before returning to popularity in the 19th century and whose title character had been played on screen by Anthony Hopkins, Ian McKellen, Brian blessed and Burgess Meredith. The ending originally, uh, as I mentioned, they, they thought it was too depressing. So they changed it. And that was the popular one for over 100 years before uh, a translation was uh, found to be more appreciated and uh, was returned to the original ending and is still performed that way today. Kind of an interesting period of his work. Title character means that it has to be someone that is named a character that they played that is named after the the, where the play is named after that. Yes. So there's Othello. There's a couple of other ones, but I think I want to go with King Lear. Um, I don't know much about a lot of Shakespeare, unfortunately. Um, and most of the stuff that I'm thinking of while you're talking about it and asking the question, you know, I'm thinking a Midsummer Night's Dream. It's not a character. Um, you know, it's not Romeo and Juliet. It's two characters. So it's got to be named after one person. I'm going to say, I'm going to say King Lear. That's correct, Mark. Oh, Great guess. It was either that or Othello. (laughs) I couldn't figure out which one it was. What happened to that man? Well, uh, in the original ending, his daughter dies. And uh, it's actually the daughter that really loves him the most, but chooses not to honor him. Um, And and kind of uh, she's kind of shunned for that. But. Uh, yeah, she ends up dying in the original version and, uh, audiences just wasn't to their favor. They thought it was too depressing. So they changed the ending and a version was performed where, uh, she married and I think became a peacemaker for everybody involved. And that version was popular for over a hundred years until a new adaptation <coughs> was written in the 19th century, which returned the original ending. And that became uh, the more favorable version. Very interesting. Huh. Yeah. That's our second round. That's it. Yep. So now we're going to take a quick break. Yes, we we're are. We're going to come back with a rate my question. Yes, we are. And then final questions for this wonderful episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. We're back, and it's time for a rate my question. Favorite question. Oh, boy. This is from Chris. Let the dust settle. Chris. Originally planted. Just write in the question here. Originally planted during the Turkish invasion, the Blue de Cologne is the world's oldest producing grapevine and is located in which nation along the Adriatic? Originally planted during the Turkish invasion, the Blue de Cologne, that's B-L-E-U, de Cologne, is the world's oldest producing grapevine and is located in which nation along the Adriatic? 
You know where the Adriatic is? We're make, we're both making some faces. <laughs> no, I don't. Where is it? I feel like it's in one of two places: the Middle East or Greece. Yeah, they're those are close to each other. It's yeah. kind of the same area. <clears throat> That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, B-L-E-U, de Cologne, that's definitely French. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think it's closer to the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. France, is that considered Mediterranean? That's not considered Mediterranean, no. is it? No. I don't reckon. It's too far west. Yeah. Okay. Or east, depending on which direction you're going. Because the world's yeah. around. Yeah, that's true. If you're taking the long way around. Because France so, is over by Italy and shit. Could and it be Italian? The Blue de Cologne? Italian's definitely Mediterranean. Adriatic Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, be honest with you, Lee. I, I just, I don't. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, is that those are probably French grapes, but they were planted somewhere else, right? World's oldest producing grapevine and is located in which oldest producing what are the countries spells blue all stupid like really right ancient greece yeah i mean could they be greek could be i mean if it's old it has right. to be maintained from a uh and they made an wine ancient- didn't they back there in greece sure yeah sure oh, yeah. Are you kidding me they had to have a vine <laughs> to make the wine you gotta have a vine to make the wine that's what they say they do say that. Heard it through the grape wine. We should go with Greece. We're going to say Greece. All right. Let me uh, let me look this up here. It was an email scroll down for the answer type situation. This might be a country that I am not familiar at all with. Okay. It looks like the URL looks like it's saying Slovenia. <clears throat> okay. But when I click on the link, it's saying Maribor, which is a city in Slovenia. Okay, oh, okay. so it is Slovenia. Wrong. So the answer is Slovenia. Well, I would never have seen that shit. Hmm. Can you describe where Slovenia is, Mark? Hell no. <clears throat> I mean, I would guess it's over by It's Slovakia. located along the Adriatic. Yes, that we much know I that do now, know. thanks to Chris, is this question. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we know, thanks to you. It's uh, um. Let's see here. I want to look at a map. Do I want driving directions to Slovenia? Sure. Okay. So, uh, Slovenia looks like it's located north of Croatia, and it is also adjacent to Italy, south of Austria, and uh, west of Hungary. And the part that touches the Adriatic Sea. Let me tell you, this is the teensiest, tiniest little adjacent is located alongside the Adriatic you could possibly get. (laughs) It's located alongside. Oh, my gosh. Not for long by the looks of it. Jesus. They're about to lose that to either Croatia or Italy. Oh, (laughs) no. They probably have some kind of deal worked out so they can use that. Because they, they, Lord knows they need to look at that and they need to export all that wine, get all that wine you know? out of there. So that's that there's got to be a port there. Where is Maribora? 
Now, let's see. Maybe Maribor is located on the coast or close to it. That I would accept. Is it? Uh, no, it is uh, inland nor- northeast uh, section of the, the country. Far away from the coast. So uh, it's located in which nation along the Adriatic, the oldest producing grapevine? Well, is it located along the Adriatic? That, that Well, the country is, re- is, is located along the Adriatic. The country is, but that grapevine <clears throat> is uh, not located. I would not say it's located along the Adriatic. But Read I the question say- one more time. Originally planted during the Turkish invasion, the Blue de Cologne is the world's oldest producing grapevine and is located in which nation along the Adriatic? Yeah, so that to me, I read that as the nation is located along the Adriatic, not the the grapevine. Absolutely. I know that's what he meant, but my point being here is uh, there's just some words missing from the end of this question. Like the Adriatic, like we are to infer that he means the Adriatic Sea. Uh, I would just add which country or which nation that is located along the Adriatic Sea. Just write all those words in there. That's basically my only uh, criticism for this question. I'm going to give this full pibs with a lowercase s just because I, I think, you know, don't. Like, I want short and sweet, but don't leave words out. You know, we need those words in there. Those are, uh, those are, uh, what are they? Adjective clauses? Something like that? <clears throat> I don't know what the hell they are. I do know that because I looked it up. They're adjective clauses. <laughs> leave them in. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I, uh, you get a pips for that, Chris. Thank you. That's a good question. Yeah. I, um, capital P I B S. Damn. Lowercase s. Straight across. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're you're able to just if you don't know the Adriatic is a sea, I'm a ding dong and I knew. Of course, <sighs> but I mean we're trying to write a good question here, you know. You should leave leave the details in. It's mm-hmm. the Adriatic, like you know. Probably worried about having it short and sweet enough for you. I just said, not at the expense of uh leaving out important words, you know. Oh, okay. Um I don't want to I don't want to increase just legible ambiguity. That's fair. I, I I just I don't know what else Adriatic would be. It seems like if you said like, oh, he, I said fox, but I didn't say fox animal. It's like, well, mm-hmm. we all know that the fox is an animal. We all know the Adriatic is the Adriatic Sea. What else is the Adriatic? I, I, I mean, some people don't know it. <laughs> I'll just say that. That's some fair. people do not know that. Um, I just feel like there could be some uh, some other hint. Because, I, I mean, you know, I guess this is just an eight-pointer. Um, I kind of would have liked to have some other small hint that would put you toward Slovenia. Um, but Maybe even a geography question, like, that is uh, located uh, east of Italy. Or, yeah, borders, Italy. you know, these countries or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I can't fault it too much. We don't much. know geography, so we need a hint like that. You know, we <laughs> yeah, need something please. like Please help me throw me a lifeline. Um, Yeah, I would give this an A plus. It's a great question. Stump the fuck out of me. And yeah, I I don't, you know, I didn't go through each letter here, but capital I for interesting, the oldest uh, grapevine in the world. That is a a notable thing, notable, notable piece of trivia. And uh, I like it's uh, it being honored here in this question. So Mm -hmm. good job, Chris. And uh, 
thanks also for your well wishes about uh, our lives post hurricane. We appreciate that as well. Mm. And if you'd like to write us with a rate, my question or rate us with a rate, my question, you can do so. No nonsense, trivia, gmail.com or call us at one nine, two, nine, three, five, six, six, nine, six, six. Don't forget. You can rate our questions on our Patreon. You don't have to be a member of the Patreon to vote on your favorite question of the week. Mark, I want to congratulate <clears throat> you on having a question of the week for last week's episode, which was the stadium question, the smallest stadium capacity. Oh, well, thank you guys. I appreciate that. It's actually two weeks ago. Cause we haven't finished our recording. So the, it's from two mm. episodes ago, but uh, six votes for that. So I'll take it. Go let your voice be heard. People. We know there's at least 11,000 of you on Spotify. So there's no, no reason for you to not vote on your favorite question. Yeah. Just go to our website, the no, no.com. Click the support link at the top. That's going to take you to our Patreon page. You can vote on your question there, and then you can have a look around and see if uh, you might want to uh, join up with our other uh, Patreon supporters. We appreciate very much. Mm-hmm. All right, Mark. Here we go. It's time for the final question. I'm here to give you a choice. You've, you've been done pretty good this uh, this quiz. Now it's time for you to choose for your final topic. Fish or physics? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <clears throat> I guess you know what I've decided for you. Okay, good. Thank I'm you. I'm taking the choice away because All you right. know what? I like this question better. Okay. I'm going to give you this fish question. This is, sorry, Doug. This is not about the band. It's about the animal. <laughs> fish. A member of the Halfbeak family. What funny looking silver bait fish has a name which means extravagant publicity or fuss? Uh. A member of the Halfbeak family. What funny looking silver bait fish has a name? Which means extravagant publicity or fuss. Do not know. Uh, man, I wish Seth was here. Um, I'm going to guess. Uh, extravagant publicity. Extravagant or publicity or fuss. I don't know, man. Um. The only fish name that keeps popping up is mackerel. I don't even know if that's a bait fish. Lady fish. I'm going to say mackerel. No, I'm sorry. The correct answer is the ballyhoo. Oh, okay. The ballyhoo. I think somewhere deep down, I knew that that was a fish. We have them here in uh, Southwest Florida. They're they're located in the Gulf of Mexico down here. One of our uh, Patreon supporters, Alex, uh, requested inshore fish of Florida at one of our live trivia's, and that was a question that I wrote. And uh, he came up afterwards and told me how much he loved it. So I want to share awesome. it here with you. I like that, even Thank though you. I didn't get it. Here is your last question of the evening: A hendecagon is a plain figure. With how many straight sides? A hendecagon. H-E-N-D-E-C-A-G-O-N. Is a plain figure with how many straight sides? Hendecagon? 
<clears throat> That's correct. <sighs> a hendecagon. This is a uh, geometry question. How many straight sides? That's interesting that you specified that. That means that it has some sides that maybe are <clears throat> are not straight. Is the deca maybe the deca refers to the straight sides and sides, and then the hen is the uh, the not straight side. Deca. Dodecahedron. And you asked about the hendecahedron. Hendecagon. Hendecagon. Deca. You said straight sides. That's like <clears throat> such a interesting way to describe what I think is happening here. I'm going to think that there's something else that's interesting going on besides these straight sides or these planes. So I'm going to go with a low number. I'm going to go with 10. Sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> that would be a decagon. Okay. A hen decagon is 11 sides. Oh, okay. 11. This was my last question for my eight year anniversary trivia. Hen decagon, 11, 11 sides. sides. Is there something unique about any of them, or are they all the same? Is there a curved <clears throat> side? Uh, no, no, no. It's no, just I just uh, I invented that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. Well, that concludes uh, this episode, Mark. What oh. a pleasure. Oh, what an absolute joy. 229 episodes. Feels great. 230 right around the corner. Yeah. And then we'll do 231. And then maybe we'll fuck around and do 232. 233, 234, 235. We're going to yeah. keep going, baby. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed this, listeners. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. Thank you for those shares. You can also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big, huge thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and of course, Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thank you to our proverbial light keepers, Stephen Day, Cy, Sam, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P, Justin Pentacles, and Justin M. Justin Menticles. <laughs> if you'd thanks. like... Oh, oh go ahead. What? There's more? <laughs> yeah. We have There's Rumble even more? Skins. There's oh even more. Oh my gosh. Rumble Snailskins. <laughs> Thanks for Rumble Snailskins that Lee completely forgot about. Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Cameron, Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, or Andrea, sorry, 
Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. What a crew. What what a crop. Thank you, everybody. If you'd like to uh, write us with a rate my question or a miscorrection one more time, the email, email address is nononsensetrivia.gmail.com. You can also send us an audio file there if you'd uh, like to make a fancy audio recording. We'll uh, we'll throw it in here for a rate my question or or a miscorrection or a no-no. Or you can just give us a call. 1-929-356-6966. And please follow us Six, on social nine. media. Facebook, Instagram, oh, Mark's so mad at me, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia, and the Twitter at No Non Trivia. Or rate us with a write my question. All right. If you'd like to hang out with us, if you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for notes for the. Uh, just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, please, I'm begging you. This is my Christmas gift. We're coming up on Christmas. My Christmas gift that I ask for you is to please rate us on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. Please, Santa. Until next time, no-nonsense listeners. Have a great week. <laughs>